Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys as the Giants come to the end of the week. And a good week of baseball, by the way, with with a four-game sweep in Colorado. Kind of a weird game in Arizona with Alex Cobb. I don't know how many times we've said that this year. But as we as we roll through uh, September, and it's with Joe Shasky, Mark Willer, we're glad you're with us. Joe, as we move through September, I think it's interesting to look at certain players and where they've sort of positioned themselves to be on or to not be on the roster for next year. And even if they are on the roster, kind of what's their role? I, I, I mentioned Alex Cobb already. Alex Cobb is stands to be in this rotation this year. Um, I think people have largely in the second half of the season got a better sense of who he is. But I also think he just completed the weirdest year in, in, in the history. Like, I mean, I, it's so easy to be like, oh, bad luck. This guy has had the weirdest luck. I think he had a really, really good year if you dive in. And so I don't know where Rodon sits. I don't know about Kyle Harrison. uh, But we know that Logan Webb and Alex Cobb are going to be, you know, sort of on the front end of this rotation next year. And I'm, I'm not mad at that. No, I mean, I'm looking at someone like Jacob Junis and I'm saying to myself, okay, I don't want him to be my fifth starter. If he's my sixth, my swing man, my long relief guy who could spot start in case somebody goes down because we know how long the season is and there's just odd, quirky days where you're going to need that extra arm. I'm totally fine with that. Cobb specifically, this is why you watch the games. This guy has been so much better than the raw ERA and the raw amount of hits given up. Um, I actually really like Alex Cobb but he needs to be there five. Like that's my hope going into next year, maybe a terrace in somewhere in that rotation. Um, but if he's your five, you're looking really strong. When you look at this rotation, I just worry, not necessarily about the pitching. I worry about guys like Yastrzemski, like VR, um, you know, Lamont Wade had a nice little hiccup for a couple of days and now he's kind of sunk back down. We fall into this trap at the end of the year where somebody starts to produce and we go, you know, are they the guy that produced toward the end of the year or are they the guy over the regular season just had some bad luck? And I'm saying to myself, just don't fall victim to that. Don't take a small sample size and say the bigger sample size was where he just kind of had a, a stub of the toe. 
I'm I'm with you. I, I, it's it's sort of you know it, it's on us to sort of ride the line between what we would like to see happen and what we know is going to happen. Like Mike Estremski is going to be on this team next year. Yeah, he, he just is. Still has a positive WAR. I know that they, they they think very highly of him. Obviously, he's cheap. I just don't want them to promise or even pencil him in as the everyday right fielder. If they're exactly. talking for about everyday players, then uh, they, they need to be thinking in terms of everyday players. And, mm-hmm. and, and Yaz has sort of been given that the last couple of years. And I get why his numbers against lefties might be as good as they are against righties. But right now, for the bulk of this year, they weren't really good against anybody. So uh, a good September is nice. And it, it sets up his spring training to compete next year. I'm sure Wade will compete. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure VR is probably going to get the opportunity to be on this team. But there are so many decisions to be made. Like even to go back to the rotation we were just talking about. I love what you said. You know, can Junis maybe be like, can we bolster the bullpen by some of these guys who started ending up actually in the bullpen? I don't mm-hmm. know. Is Dee Sclafani going to end up in the bullpen? Don't forget <laughs> – Dee Sclafani and Wood are slated to be a part of this rotation as well, which makes it feel rather full really quick without having that top of the rotation guy, unless you want to say that that's Logan Webb. If they lose Rodon, they don't really necessarily have that. So there are just so many decisions to be made as Longo coming back. And I want them to keep as much flexibility as yes. possible for everyday spots because if those guys are ready to say yes in free agency they've got to do it yeah i mean i I look at the number one need is right-handed power hitting outfield period like that starts there you have all these redundant lefties out in the outfield and they're like a bunch of half good ball players you know yastrzemski's a great defensive player the bat leaves so much to be desired this year luis gonzalez much better contact hitter but then all the fundamental stuff, he just he's like out to lunch, you know? And then Lamont Wade Jr., not the strongest defender, but he gives me some positional versatility. He's just not hitting the way he did last year. And there's just too many lefty, redundant outfielders. Slater has to have a spot on this team. But to me, in an ideal world, it's Slater and Yaz in center. And you get one of those corner outfielder guys who can man right field, <clears throat> Aaron Judge. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe you bring back Jock Peterson. I don't know if that's going to materialize. But then maybe that makes Luis Gonzalez or one of these other guys kind of go away because you got the left-handed power bat in, in Jock. And then I don't know what they're going to do at third base. I mean, your guess is as good as mine because Crawford's playing better defense now at short, but I don't want to fall into the trap of realizing that's where all the best free agents are is in shortstop. And as good as it's been this week defensively, I mean, he made an incredible play off of VR's glove the other day. I'm saying to myself, ah, oh, Korea, Turner, Swanson, like – that's where the market is telling you to go get a player. So I'm very conflicted. Yeah, well, there's so much going on on the left side of the infield because we're thinking only in terms of Crawford, VR, Longo, and free agents. There's also Casey Schmidt and Marco Mm -hmm. Luciano. If you're thinking about the organization beyond this year, this next year, I mean, and Schmidt, by the way, may absolutely factor in next year, Luciano the year after that. So if you're thinking about, well, we're going to, you know, give me a shortstop for the next seven years, be careful. I'm not saying you put all your eggs into any minor leaguers basket, but you also don't want to block out two of your top prospects who, by the way, if anybody had a good years in the minors, Casey Schmidt, Marco Luciano went healthy, were two of those guys. So there's so much going on over there. 
in terms of a log jam that they've got to figure out. I'm still very intrigued by the idea. If he's open to it, I'm very intrigued with the elimination of the shift by the idea yeah. of a Tyro Estrada, Brandon Crawford, second base platoon. I, I am intrigued by that Me for too. sure. Um, there are also shortstop free agents who have some positional flexibility on their own, like Trey Turner. You know, he can go play second base some. But, you know, Tyro is one of those guys that has made it very clear this year he he needs to be on this team next yes. year. And, and he needs to – I don't know if you want to call him an everyday player. That's a guy that should be in your lineup more often than not. I'll, I'll put what? it that way. And I think his positional versatility gives you options, right? Like that gives you some options. The other two guys that we're omitting that we haven't brought up, J.D. Davis has a spot somewhere. I don't know where. I don't think he's an everyday player. But can he be a Darren Ruff type where he just mashes and he's a DH, play a little first base? Like ideally to me, Jock and J.D. Davis are a perfect platoon together. Like that's the way I look at that. Somehow, some way, one of the two of them is in your DH role every single day if you don't, you know, splurge on, on a star. Lost in all this like craziness of this year. Like we're all depressed and we're sad. There's two major developments for me. Obviously, Logan Webb and Rodon have been outstanding for the most part if you look at their body of work. You look at the beginning of the year, and I said, man, what's Joey Bart going to do? And most fans, after about a month or two months, were saying he's a lost cause. Yep. You know, you look up, and the numbers look pretty good. You know, not great, but pretty good. I think they've salvaged him. And, and, and even though I expect more from him, I like what I've seen thus far, and I think there's something to build on for next year. The other guy I cannot forget about – Camilo Duvall had a rough patch earlier this year. He is right in the ship. He is closer to 30 saves than, and I didn't think this was even possible. He's at 26 right now, a great week of baseball. He was dominant pretty much uh, all week. And I just, I have not felt better about Duvall than I have right now. And it's because he's not heavily relying on the slider. He's throwing the cutter and the sinker. I just like where he's at, at the maturation process of actually pitching. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, uh, Joey Bart, to your point there, that's a major league catcher. And, and, yeah, I don't know if this is a star. Everybody wants a star. But, like, yes, that is a major league catcher. He looks like everything has finally yes. slowed down. He does not look like he's guessing at the plate anymore. He's always looked good behind the plate. I think everyone can feel very, very good about that. And Doval, the only thing to watch for him next year is can he go with that pitch clock? Because my yes. man, my man <laughs> needs a heart a rate, point. okay? My, <laughs> my man is just, right? They're coming back from commercial. It's so right? true. He, like, it's it's so like Doval's in for the save. We're back from commercial. It's like I haven't started my warm-ups yet. Like, I mean, he's just so chilling, yes. you know? Yes. So that's going to be interesting for him. I'll give you my positive development, yeah, and it's in it the me. other direction. Because every single – Giant fan who's been frustrated in recent years. I hear the same thing all the time. I know you do too, Joe. And it's that Farhan is a penny pincher and this team is more interested in saving money than winning. I want you to notice, watch what has happened and what will happen with Tommy LaStella. Tommy is under contract next year. He's not going to be on this team. I'm he, with you. He is not going to be on this team. And that is, that is snapshot one that this team will do the right thing rather than save a buck because yeah. they're going to have to eat that thing. I don't think anybody's taken Tommy's contract. Someone might take the minimum and take that portion of it off of their hands. But you've seen what they've done with this month, and that is move off of him in favor of watching other younger players play. 
And I just think that that's a good sign. That's the kind of financial bicep, if you will, they have. And we've been waiting for them to use. And I think they will. I think they will. And hopefully that's a sign of things to come with how they handle free agency. That's a really good point. You know, the old Giants, hey, Russ Ortiz, you stink. Take a hike. We'll buy you out. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they would do to guys. You're 100% spot on with that. The other thing I'm noticing the last couple of weeks, they're trying some different arms out in the bullpen. And, boy, we know that they needed to retinker this bullpen. It's not one move away. But to see a guy like Sam Young – slowly develop a little here. I'm saying, all right, I think there's something there. I maybe wanted to see Alexander maybe a few weeks earlier. I think they could have used him a few weeks earlier, but I do think they're going to go with some of these younger guys now that double A is kind of finished up. Maybe you see a couple of call-ups here at the end. They they absolutely, because I know we're talking so much about everyday players, there's got to be a very big retooling of this bullpen. And, and I don't know if you can go through free agency. It's about identifying the young arms that nobody sees right now. And we're not going to know until camp comes uh, next year. But I'm seeing at least them go through some arms and it's not just the same old same old two names we're going to get to in just a second barry bonds and aaron judge okay that's coming up in just a second uh but before we do that i just want to ask you one real other uh, another real quick question with regard to september mm. the team now sits at 75 and 78 how much do you care that they get to 81 and don't finish with a losing record does this matter to you at all not really. I mean, for look at for Gabe Kapler's sake, I hope he does because I think that he has tried to win every single game. Like, but he's been dealt a really bad hand, and it sucks because he's going to have to wear the the overall record. There is something to be said for not having an under five hundred season. Like, I do get that, but the other side of it is, ooh, and then it's not the NFL. I'd like a better draft pick. You know what I mean? I hate to be that guy, but I'd like a better draft pick. I mean, is that is that foolish of me? No, no, not at all. And I know it's one of those things that's really just in the moment. It's in the moment. It's not going to last. Uh, in other words, I, I, by the time we get back to next year, I, I, most people won't even know what the record was. They won't even know if they finished with 80 or 81 or 82. Exactly. But, but in this moment, it is something I'm racing for. I, I, I hope. I hope they have a strong finish and, uh, and get north of 80 wins because it just does have – it, it, it has a better look, uh, if, if you ask me. They're, right now, they're on track to finish as, uh, you know, along with all of the playoff teams, the only other team in the National League that's going to have a positive run differential. Like, stuff like that, it just, I don't know. It, it, again, it's not, it does, it's not huge, but yeah. I think it matters. It speaks to them actually being a viable team and, and maybe not being quite as far away as, as it feels like they are right well, now. I, I definitely la- believe that. One last point on that. One thing I've noticed is that their prospects have been getting fast-tracked. You referenced Casey Schmidt earlier. He was a guy that – great glove, but we didn't know about the bat. The bat has been on fire. He got elevated late to the double-A team, and it looks like he's going to be fast-tracked. A lot of their guys that we thought were 2024 call-ups – have actually been re-slotted to 2023 call-ups. So you got to kind of recalibrate here because I think the last month and a half, they've actually had some positive traction at the lower minor league level. I'm actually feeling a lot better about their minor league system. Yeah, Schmidt up to Sacramento. So uh, he crushed me, double A. And so now he's he's going to get a quick shot with the Rivercrats before everybody heads home for the offseason. And, and he absolutely could factor into the uh, the, the major league club's plans next year so that's uh that's exciting and and just add that into that left side of the infield Ugh. intrigue and log jam 
uh, that, that is going to be so fascinating. So with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard, it's Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys, the Giants podcast by Giants fans for Giants fans. We come at you twice a week. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Barry Bonds came out this week and did what Farhan Zaidi and the team are not allowed to do, which is name Aaron Judge. And, and part of it was the whole question, which Aaron and Barry and everybody has answered correctly. Forget this idea that when Aaron Judge gets to 62, somehow he holds the single season record because all the, the, the steroid guys are the ones are the only ones who have passed it so far. There's just no way to do it. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And, and Aaron has said that and Barry said that, but it also led to a conversation about Aaron to San Francisco. And Barry said what's very simple, which is, yeah, that'd be great. I, I, I would love it. But there's been some intricate information that's come out. I think we all agree it's unlikely. I, I, I don't quite understand why Aaron would leave New York, but maybe he is mad at the Yankee organization for the last year. And if he is, there's two things. You heard a little bit about what the numbers might look like. Yeah. I heard that the Yankees view the Giants as the number one threat. It's hard not to remember every time he's on MLB Network, that Posey jersey is right behind his head. And it's just like, I mean, have you ever in free agency heard more about who a kid rooted for when he was growing up? Rich Aurelia was his favorite player. And <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I don't know. I wouldn't think this matters, but maybe it does. No, well, so Tom Verducci, you're referencing what I've been listening to. Tom Verducci did a long-form piece for MLB.com. He used to be a New York Yankee beat writer way back in the day. He's obviously really tapped in with the Yankees, and he got to know Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge doesn't have a big personality. He was sitting down with him, and everybody that he's talked to, I'll give you the numbers first. He hears the framework looking something like seven years, $40 million a year. That's what he thinks the Yankees are going to offer, and that's their threshold because they still got to pay other people, and they already have guys still on the books moving forward because they paid Garrett Cole and obviously had the big Stanton deal. So they've got their own financial situation, that, that being there. The other thing he said is that the reason why Aaron Judge was getting hurt as often as he did early on in his career is that he would have an at-bat, pop up, go back into the dugout, and then go hit the tee and hit the batting tee in between innings, and he was overworking himself. And then veteran players were like, dude, you are going to hurt yourself. Boom, there you go. He hurts the oblique. He strains a muscle, hurts his hamstring, and he has now taken on what they call the Steph Curry, Mark recovery he's all about recovery yes he's working out yes he's still putting in the time and the energy and the effort but he realizes moving forward he has to master the recovery portion of it this makes me want to spend even more money on him because i think we can all agree the modern athlete is lasting now longer than ever right i mean wouldn't you agree yeah They're better now than they've ever been in terms of aging gracefully I mean, we're sitting here doing this about 10 minutes after I just watched Tom Brady play football. He's 45 years old. Now, granted, he lost to the Packers, but he engineered he engineered exactly. a game-time drive. They just couldn't get the two-point conversion. And every single Sunday when I watch him play, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. This guy's two years younger than me. He's five years older than you. And I, I, like, I, can't, I, I, like, I can't figure it out. It does not it's make insane. any sense. So, but when you hear those numbers, I mean – I think part of it is that we've been conditioned because we've been listening to Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, who are in their early 20s. So our mind is going, oh, my gosh, these guys, 300 million, 400 million, Mm -hmm. 500 million dollars. 
you're right. Aaron's not going to get that. And no. so maybe that isn't like, oh, you know, the Giants are just like, yeah, who cares? Piece of cake, toss it around. But when you say that this deal might be less than $300 million, quite frankly, it feels like a complete bargain for the position that the Giants are in. If you're telling me that they could do this deal and all it does is get into his 37th birthday and you'd have to spend no more than $300 million, I mean, I would do that. I'd like, hey, like straight up, I would do that. Three, four years ago, I would have said, you're crazy, Mark, because you don't have the DH. Now that you have the DH, like it also is another feather in your cap if you're a National League team. I think it makes you more aggressive in free agency. If you notice, for, for years, all the 10-year deals were going to the AL. None were coming to the NL. The yeah. other thing that I, I want to highlight here that I, I cannot stress enough, the Giants love selling accolades. You know what I mean? When Barry Bonds was at the end of his career, come see him hit 400. Come see him hit 500. Come see him hit 600, 700. That's what the Yankees thought they were getting when they acquired Alex Rodriguez. You bring in Aaron Judge. He hits his 300th home run with you. He hits his 400th home run with you. If he gets to 500, that is a select few. You're seeing it now with Albert Pujols, aging gracefully at the very end of his career, though he had a really tough run there at the end. But, like, to me, that means something. You see those fans cheering in St. Louis? You bring the hometown kid home the same way you did with Bonds. Imagine what the fervor's like in the stands rooting for our guy who chose to come to the Giants to help save this team. It would well, be a great story. This is so much bigger than what I'm about to bring up, but just for context, remember what it felt like when Jock Peterson became a giant. We've known this guy for years mm. as a hated Dodger. And the second he arrived, it was like, oh my gosh, he should have been a giant all along. He's from Palo Alto. He walked in, put the uniform on, started hitting balls into the bay. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, this guy's one of us. I really believe the exact same thing would happen with Aaron Judge. Good He's point. never played one game in the National League but he would be accepted as homegrown, a true San Francisco giant through and through yep. the second he arrived. Um, the one thing I fear with Aaron, though, is, well, we're in a situation right now where the pitchers are getting specialized balls to pitch to Aaron Judge, which means what we're watching is truly a season for the ages. Buster Olney last week said – you could make the case that this beats out 0-1 bonds. Like, I mean, this beats out. This is the best season any hitter has ever had ever. His thinking there because of analytics, because of 100-mile-an-hour fastballs, these guys know so much about your weaknesses that they didn't know 20 years ago. And he's putting up similar numbers in terms of OPS. It's been yeah. north of 1,500 in September. It's been ridiculous. So if Aaron Judge comes to the Giants next year, and hits 38 home runs. Are we disappointed? Uh, do you know Do you know what the, the, the most that the, a Giant has hit since Barry Bonds left? It was your boy Brandon Belt, 29. I mean, yeah. a guy hitting 30 home runs, we will throw a ticker taper parade <laughs> up and down Embarcadero and Market Street. I mean, seriously, Mark, like that's how low it is. I can't remember the last time a guy hit 30 home runs and batted 300, like for the Giants. Like, yeah, I just – 
It would blow my mind. I hear you. He's having a monster year, and they call it a career year for a reason. I understand all of those things. They don't have anybody who hits 25 and jacks 260, you know, uh, batting average right now. Even if he went down to 260 and hit 30-plus home runs, that's exactly what this team needs. Yeah. Like they've been dying for this guy. What does he do for a Jock Peterson, a J.D. Davis in a lineup? What does he do with with a guy like Tyro Estrada running around on the bases in front of him? Like, to me, there's a trickle-down effect of bringing in someone like him. And then from a merchandise standpoint, oh, how man. much all-rise stuff, the judge hair, the, the over-the-top, you know. I mean, God, I don't know. I'm just I'm, – I'm imagining Larry Bear selling me all the judge merchandise. Like, that's all I keep thinking about. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I want, I want uh, free gavels uh, on the very first <laughs> night, everybody – um, I'm sure somebody would end up getting hurt. But anyway, if we could do that, free gavels for everybody on the way in, all rise. Look, yeah, it, it would be amazing. I just want to throw that thought out there that, like, it's a good point. like he's not going to hit 60 home runs every year. And, and also, by the way, he, he's, you know, he's never faced the Dodger pitching staff. Like, he's never faced – like, he would have to go through that switching leagues thing. I know it's an – you know, the, the balanced schedule is coming next year, so – He'd be facing a lot of his old American League pitchers again, but um, I, I like I just I I would love to see the Giants do it, and and then I would love to be you know part of part of the voice of letting people know that two thirds of what he did this year would be great oh if he could God. come here and do that next year. We would. I'm telling you, if he came to the Giants, I think that the heroes ticker ta- tape parade would be through the roof. I mean, even Barry Zito. Barry Zito struggled for years, yep. not one year, years. And Giants fans are like, this is the one. This is the start. He's going to turn it around. We're going to do this. I mean, it took a long time for him to finally get booed. Like, I, I don't think people remember that in real time. He struggled with the Giants. Yeah. So, I hit last thing on this point on Aaron Judge. I want him to come because it feels like I, I – this is – I'm just throwing – however the Yankees bow out in the playoffs, I feel like it could get ugly. And I feel like he's going to hit that eject button and parachute out just to change the scenery. I, I just – I feel like there's so much negativity. He's carrying that team right now. I can't wait to find out what makes him tick because that's really what we're, we're all guessing. We're all guessing. What makes him tick? Is it New York? Is it the West Coast? Is it that Buster jersey behind his head? You know, does he does he like the spotlight? Does he not? Uh, does he just want change? Um, I can't wait to find out. I, and 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 that's what we're going to find out because we're all guessing at that as of right now. Um, all right, great stuff. We're heading into a fascinating off season, but we will take you every step of the way during the final couple of weeks of the regular season. Two episodes a week for Joe Shasky. I'm Mark Willard on Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys.